Hello, and welcome back to Podcasting for Educators. I am your host, Sarah Whitaker. And if this is your first time joining me, thank you for being here. And if this is not your first time, thank you for coming back. Now, today's episode is kind of a follow-up to my previous episode. And in that episode, I talked all about the process of booking great guests for your show. So I talked about creating an automated scheduling process as well as some suggestions on where to look for guests and how to reach out to them. So if you haven't listened, go back and check that one out first and then come on back to this one. So today we're continuing that conversation and focusing on once you've booked a guest, how to actually host a great interview what to do during the interview, and what to do after the interview. I know I'm ready, so let's go ahead and get to it. Welcome to Podcasting for Educators, the podcast that helps TPT authors and other online educators launch and grow their show. I'm Sarah former elementary school teacher turned podcast manager, and I'm on a mission to help you get your podcast out and into the ears of those who need it most. Busy teachers, counselors, literacy specialists, SLPs, parents, and everyone in between. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and podcast industry updates so that you can be on top of your podcasting game and gain some new customers along the way. Are you ready? Let's get to it. So when it comes to being a good host for your guests, that really starts before the day of the interview. I mentioned in the previous episode that I like to send guests and I like to have my clients send their guests what I call a guest guide. And this is just a one-page PDF that really lets your guests know what to expect for the interview ahead of time, as well as recommendations for technology. And this is really helpful, especially if you're having people on who might not be used to podcasting, who don't have a podcast of their own, who have never done an interview before. This happens a lot if maybe you're bringing on somebody from your membership or you're bringing on a teacher or a fellow counselor or somebody who's in the schools and they're coming on to share their stories and their their experiences. And it's very typical for these kinds of people to not have experience with audio and with using things like a mic and headphones to record an interview. So I have put together a freebie for you that shows you an example of a guest guide. It's a template that you can put onto your Canva account and you can put your own branding colors, your logos on it, tweak it however you'd like to, and you can get that download at podcastingforeducators.com slash guest guide. If you download that and use it, please send me a message and let me know if it was helpful for you. So I'm going to kind of walk you through the process of hosting a guest and give you my perspective and let you know what I like to do to prepare for it and what I like to do after the interview. So either the day before or the day of the interview, I like to take some time in a space where it's quiet, usually at my desk, I like to get out my notepad and write down what I hope to accomplish from this interview. So I think about, you know, around three things that I really want my listeners to be able to walk away with after listening. 
I think that this is really important for you to do because it's going to help you stay focused, kind of keep the interview on track, and make sure that there's going to be some takeaways for your listeners. Now, the other thing I want to mention is I really encourage you to make sure that you're setting enough time aside before your interview starts. You don't want to be rushing, rushing, rushing until the second that your interview begins because you're not going to be in the right headspace. You're not going to be able to give your full attention. So give yourself at least 10 minutes before the interview to really kind of chill out, make sure your technology is set up correctly, make sure your internet's working, that your computer's not doing anything funky because I don't know about you, but how many times have you been on your computer all morning, everything's good, and then you log on to Zoom and your computer says, oh, we need to restart. So you don't want that to happen. So you want to make sure everything's set up, you're in a good headspace, tech is good, and you're ready to give your full attention to your guests. So when you jump on to the interview, there are a couple things to do before you hit that record button. And don't forget to hit that record button. It happens more often than you would think. So when you get on with your guests, take a couple of minutes to, you know, have your small talk and talk about the process of the interview, how you're expecting it to go. Let them know that if you do edit your audio, let them know that. I like to tell people, hey, by the way, I edit my interviews or I edit my episodes. So if you end up losing your train of thought or you need to kind of go back and reword something, it's totally fine. You can just let me know that you want to stop and start over again and it'll be edited out. And that really puts people at ease, especially again, if they're not used to being recorded. It takes a lot of that pressure off. Even if you are used to being recorded, it's nice to know that if there is something that you want taken out or you're stumbling over your words, it can be edited. The second big thing I want you to do is something called a scratch test. And I've talked about this on one of my first episodes, so you may have heard me mention this before. But you really want to make sure that your microphone is hooked up and your guest microphone is hooked up. So what you can do is just gently scratch the top of your microphone. If your guests can hear it, then that means that your mic is set up properly, it's being recognized by your computer, and then you can have your guests do the same thing. So take a moment to make sure that your tech is all hooked up. And you might be thinking, Sarah, my guests are not all going to have microphones. I get it. I always encourage guests to have microphones. I like to give them the option of an expensive microphone that they can order from Amazon because your audio, it's always going to be better if your guest and you have a microphone. At the very least, your guest needs to have headphones on. So it's really a personal preference. You have to kind of make that decision as to how strict you're going to be on tech. I've known some people to go as far as to keep a spare mic that they actually send to their guests if they don't have one, and then they would mail it back to them when they're done. So you you have to decide how important that is to you. I will say that if your guest's audio is not as good as yours, your audience is going to be way more forgiving of that than if your audio is terrible and your guest's audio is really good. Now, if both of your audio is awful, then... That's a whole nother set of problems. So try to use a mic and headphones when you can, but in reality, this might not always be the case. So at least encourage your guests to wear those headphones. Okay, so you've prepped your guests. You've made sure that your tech is all set up correctly. Now let's talk about 
things to keep in mind during the interview. I have seven tips that I'm just going to run through really quickly so that you can kind of have these in the back of your mind for your interviews. So number one is to be an active listener. This is a skill, (laughs) and it might take you a few times to really get used to being the person who is interviewing your guest. You want to listen to what your guest is saying, and then you're also kind of processing what they're saying, and you're also thinking about what you want to ask them next and how you want to respond, and that can be a lot going on in your mind at once. So I always love to have a notepad in front of me so that I can kind of write down my thoughts as they're talking so that I don't lose my train of thought too much and I know what I want to say when I respond, but I'm still allowing myself to really listen to what they're saying so that you can have that kind of conversational flow going throughout your interview. Number two is don't interrupt your guest. I'm sure that you've heard podcasts where the guest is talking and the host is just constantly interrupting them because they want to get their point across. Don't be that person. Let your guests speak. You invited them onto your show. Let them talk. You'll have your chance to talk when they're done. And then kind of along those same lines, we are, this is something that we just do naturally. We probably don't even think about it. But when somebody's talking to us, especially if you're looking at them on video as you're recording, you are so tempted to give them validation that you're listening. And that often comes out with, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And, you know, you're giving those cues to let them know, yes, I'm listening, I agree with you, whatever it is. You do not need to do those things. If you edit your own podcast, it's just going to make more work for you. If you have an editor, it's going to make more work for them. You don't need to give those verbal cues. And if that feels uncomfortable to you, you can even tell your guests that before the interview starts. You can say, hey, to limit the number of interruptions, You might see me nodding my head, giving you thumbs up, giving you these nonverbal cues rather than giving you cues like, "Mm mm-hmm, oh yeah. So you can let them know I try not to talk while you're talking. Tip number three is to remember that even though it's a guest episode, it's still your show. So you want to be in the conversation, you want to lead the conversation, and you are in charge of keeping things on track. So again, going back to the idea of having your goals kind of set out before your interview and having that in the back of your mind of what you really want to get across for your audience to be able to walk away with from the episode. And on those lines of remembering that this is your show, I was at a podcast conference a few months ago and I was listening to a presentation and they were talking about this point and it was something that really stuck with me. And that is this idea of remembering that even though you are having a guest on, that doesn't mean that you're not a part of the conversation. You can still give your opinions and your feelings about the subjects that they're speaking on. You don't have to agree with your guests on everything. If they say something that you are unsure about, if you have questions about, if you don't agree with it, it's okay to bring that up and to have those conversations. And sometimes that makes for more interesting episodes. All right, moving on to tip number four, and that is to respect their time. So if you have blocked out 45 minutes for this interview, then try and keep it at 45 minutes so that you are respecting the time that your guest has set aside. Number five is at the end of the interview, make sure that you give your guest a chance to share where listeners can find them. Give them an opportunity to share their Instagram handle, their website, their 
freebie that your audience can download, whatever it is, but give them that opportunity to share. Number six is to let them know an approximate timeline of when you think the episode will air and let them know that you'll be emailing them with the details before the episode goes live. And then tip number seven, and this is kind of a fun one, is to snap a quick picture of you and your guest so that you can share it on your social media. You can kind of tease your audience, let them know what's coming up. And you can even use this picture in your show notes, on your Instagram page, in your email that you send out the week that the episode goes live. There's lots of places that you can use this. So to recap, those seven tips to keep in mind during the interview are, one, to be an active listener, two, to not interrupt, three, to remember that it is your show and to be part of the conversation, number four, to respect your guest's time, number five, give them a chance to share their socials and resources, number six, let your guest know an approximate time of when the episode will air, and number seven, snap a quick photo for social media. Now, the last section that I want to cover is a piece that a lot of podcasters miss, and this is what you can do post-interview. So you want to make sure that you are letting your guests know when their episode is airing. So many times there's people who put out episodes and they don't even tell the guests that it's live. And the only way that they find out is by somebody else sharing it or they see it on their podcast app. So let's try to avoid that, especially if you're hoping for your guests to share the episode. So a few days a week would be ideal, but a few days before your episode goes live, make sure to email your guest, let them know what the link will be to the show notes, let them know some of the other major apps that your podcast is on where they can listen. This is also a time that you could send them some graphics, let them know, hey, if you'd like to include any of these graphics on your social media or to your email list, here they are for you. You could even include like a little blurb of copy that they could use for a caption or use in their email so that the work is done for them. Make it really easy for them to be able to share the episode. Hands down, the easiest and the best way to get your guests to share the episode is by having something like an audiogram or a quote graphic or just a graphic with their headshot on it on your Instagram stories and then tag them. And then they can just easily reshare it. That's the way that I see this working the best. Another option is now there's that collaboration feature on Instagram feed. So you could, if you have a post on your feed about the interview, you could add them as a collaborator and boom, they can quickly add it to their own feed as well. And on this topic of sharing, let's look at some reasons why some guests don't share the episode. A lot of people don't want to share an episode graphic on their Instagram feed or their Facebook feed because it doesn't match their branding. And that might sound silly, but it is the truth. Some people really like their feeds to be cohesive, and if it's not their colors and it doesn't match their aesthetics, they're going to be less likely to share it on their feed. And that's okay. You have to just respect that. Sometimes there's things that happen in the interview that they're just not thrilled with. Maybe they don't like the way that they sounded in the interview. Maybe they're not happy with their performance. And so they're not going to feel confident in sharing that with their audience. Another reason why people don't end up sharing is because they don't have enough of a heads up to fit it into their content schedule. I know a lot of business owners who are very strict with their content schedule. They plan things out. They schedule it. They batch it. 
and then they don't touch it. And so if they don't have enough of a heads up that this episode is going live, then they're not going to have the space to fit it into their social media or into their emails. Generally, in the TPT world, you all are really good at sharing and collaborating. So don't really see this being a huge problem for you, but you do just want to make it as easy as possible for your guests to share. All right, so hopefully between this episode and episode 18, you feel super confident about inviting guests onto your show, about hosting interviews, and about sharing them with your audience. I have two reminders for you. Number one is that if you would like a free template for a guest guide to send to your guests, you can download that at podcastingforeducators.com slash guest guide. And then the second announcement is a reminder that I am gearing up to host a free five-day boot camp on a step-by-step process on becoming a guest on other people's podcasts. And you can get on the wait list for that so that you will be the first to hear how to officially join the challenge. And that is at podcastingforeducators.com slash bootcamp waitlist. And if you're interested in participating in this bootcamp, once you've joined the waitlist, I would love for you to share it with a friend or two who would also benefit from joining us in the bootcamp. The great thing about this is that you don't have to have a podcast to guest on other people's podcasts. So even if you know some people who are not podcast hosts who would be great guests on podcasts, I would love if you share this with them as well. That is all I have for you today, and I will see you next week. If you have any questions or takeaways from this episode, send me a message on Instagram at Podcasting for Educators. I'd love to hear from you. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes at podcastingforeducators.com. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Bye for now.